0: Not an in and out of smiles like an arcoleptic comedian and need to stop drinking out the same water i'm puking it like a box of matches in the world of lighters i'm a loser catching robotic bloodhound fully employed yeah. a story with
1: yeah it's robot, freaking beautiful out here a
0: talent, magician no I, don't know. I love the weather out here
1: it's nice today i mean yeah. it's gonna get hot but it, not, yeah it's not hot it's average for this time of year seven or so yeah i mean oh. it's not like i don't feel deadly like, this feels comfortable. Yeah. When yeah. it's 110. Yeah. It, uh, up to 110, it's nice. Over 110 yeah. is when it, it, you. can it, still it's, find uh, shade in 110. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't want to be in point. the sun at 110. Yeah,
0: exactly. Guys, welcome to another episode of Escaping Tierney. I'm joined by my uncle, the, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Todd Bolick. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Tierney. You yeah. didn't need to. I'm Jesus. not the man, the myth, or the legend, but I'm happy to be here. I beg to differ. Everyone at Lambda Chi uh, who's going to listen to this, they're all going to think, you know what? That was the guy that was president back then, you know. Zeta Gamma 559 for
1: Lambda Kai's listening. Thanks for remembering the number. I forgot it, but you're right. It's 559. Uh, associated class of 83. Associate class of 83?
0: Yep. Okay. I was associate class of uh, spring of 2015. Okay. I was fall of 83. Okay. okay. And then. Is the associate process, like, still
1: kind of the same? Like, you, you go through the whole semester, then you get initiated at the beginning of the next semester? No, at that time, it was – we went through the semester, uh, I think, around the first week of December. Okay. Uh, we'd go through – we'd sleep at the house all week yep. and then go through initiation. And the house had heat that sometimes worked, sometimes didn't, depending on yeah. what room you were sleeping in, whether you had good heat or not.
0: See, so I was spring class, but we got initiated in the first – or, or the week before classes started of the fall semester. Okay. So we felt the opposite, like the AC didn't work. Oh, right. And so we're just sweating. Yeah. I mean, just you're miserable. D- you're
1: just roasting in Las Cruces at yeah. that time.
0: I mean, like, yeah, again, like some somewhere that's really not that hot, but if you don't have AC or if you're not in the shade or whatever, right. it's it gets pretty toasty. What do you miss about
1: college? What do I miss? Uh, I'd say just overall, just the general camaraderie, the fitness, Finishing class or maybe not making it to class and sitting around about two, three, four in the afternoon and just having beers with friends and sitting back and yeah. just letting where the day takes you from there probably is what I miss the most.
0: I always tell people it's the it's the unplanned shit. Yeah. It like the parties were fun, you know, the the intramurals were cool, the um the date parties, the um I think I'm forgetting the oh, philanthropy events. The philanthropy okay, yep. events were fun, all that was fun. It was the unplanned shit. Yeah.
1: It was just the stuff like it's Wednesday at three in the afternoon and the day takes you somewhere.
0: Yeah. One of my favorite memories, uh, Mondo Rodriguez, he was on the show and we were playing some not so good team in basketball, but um, it was part of the WAC tournament, or not WAC tournament, but the uh, WAC um, regular season play. And one of our buddies was like, if we win this game, I'm going to wax my armpits. (laughs) And we're like okay and one of our other buddies had wax for his eyebrows and we're like first off why the fuck do you have wax for your eyebrows he's like let's not avoid the fact that he's gonna wax his armpits and another guy in that moment is like i'll do it with you we win the game and we're in mondo's room like 30 of us just packed deep in this like eight by eight room and we're just
1: waxing armpits and i'm crying laughing and that's that's the shit you don't plan that no you don't you don't set that up we had a funny unplanned moment after um Actually, in the old days when uh, UNLV was like the number one team in the nation, I think they were yeah. number seven when they came at this time in the Pan Am Center yeah. in 87. Uh, they had Larry Johnson. They had uh, Machine Gun Wade. They had some awesome players. Yeah. And uh, we go to that game. It's on CBS. It's a national game. I think okay. it started like at noon that day. So we were we were uh, enjoying ourselves. We are drinking before the game at uh, the game the place was going nuts actually kelly was a cheerleader at that game um i didn't know her at the time and at halftime new mexico state's up 50 to 31
0: nice
1: and it's like okay we've got these guys this place is rocking and those guys came out in the second half and just uh there's a guy arm gilliam wow. on their team uh they um Freddie Banks was just hitting threes. Mark guy Mark Wade was hitting threes. Yep. It was just incredible. We lost, uh-huh. so we go back to the house, we're depressed. It's like four thirty in the afternoon in a February. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We're sitting there, kind of watching, sitting in the TV room watching TV, and all of a sudden, this friend of mine, Antonio Cedillo comes out, and he goes, "Hey, why is Shane in the living room, passed out on the sofa with gum on his nose?" And all of a sudden we were like, he's what? And all of a sudden we came back to life. We walk in there. Shane's on the sofa, passed out. So we get some fishing net, cover him in the net. Then we get duct tape and duct tape him to the sofa. (laughs) And we carry him out to the corner of University and El Paseo. And we stand up the sofa and he's at the corner of the intersection people or families are driving by little kids are looking at him he's <laughs> duct taped like this with his arms there and he slowly starts waking up and it's like now it's like the sun's getting radius to set and we're kind of like and he's just moving his arms like trying to get out of there and we were tempted to leave him but then it would have been dark at night in february in las cruces we go this isn't good so then we we cut him loose from the sofa and but that's a memory of unplanned moment after a basketball game.
0: I love that shit. That, I mean, again, that's the fun. I, I miss that. Yeah. Like the, the camaraderie. Um, and it's funny. Cause at the time when you're in school, you're busy. Like you're quote unquote busy yeah. is nowhere near busy of what you're no. going to be the rest of your no. life. Like I, I miss being college busy. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm really busy
1: now. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And I you've, do got, wait. you've got responsibilities, now. Not that you did yeah. then, but No,
0: but like then it was like go to class, do homework, go to work. Yeah. But I worked like twenty hours a week. I was I was in class no more than like fifteen to twenty hours. Right. Like I wasn't busy. And I but I, I mean when you're in college you think you're busy. You yeah. think you're like Oh, I've got so much going on and yeah. you really don't.
1: Yeah. I've got a test tomorrow. I got to start studying for.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow. <laughs> like,
1: I wasn't going to start studying last yeah. week. What did you end up majoring in? Uh, marketing. Okay. Yeah. I, I started in uh went to, started in the business college down there, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. Was yeah. it finance? Was it accounting? Um, Took a semester off from school because my grades weren't real good. Had to get my act back together. And mm-hmm. I ended up working at Arthur Anderson, which was uh, at that time a big eight accounting firm. Now there's like the big four accounting firms out there. Okay. And no offense anyone is uh, an accountant out there listening to it, but these guys would come in. They would say, hey, uh, where are you studying? Where are you majoring? in?" I go, I, go, I think I'm going to go into marketing. And they go, dude, accounting sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and they were probably the best <laughs> ones to help me understand that, hey, this was what I wanted to do for the rest of my life so right. i end up going into marketing i think accounting could be cool for like
0: a season of life i, I could probably do accounting one year one year accounting
1: yeah. i could could do do it well and not feel bad about it yeah i think these guys started saying that that was going to be their life every day forever Yeah, and they were working that with clients and just not enjoying it, it and i feel like no one's happy
0: with the accountant the accountant no. is much like a referee in a, in a game yeah like no one's happy with the accounting department like there's just a rule like rule followers dude we don't have the money to do this it's like come on like we need to do this or that or whatever right. it's a uh, it's the um financial dude for the fraternity it's like no one likes that guy
1: yeah, i i did that one semester did you? i was the high taw one semester that was that's the most unfun <laughs> office to have did you guys have risk management uh we were beginning to talk we were right at the era, era and we might have been the era that caused risk management to come into play. But <laughs> I'd yeah. say so if we you duct were, tape a guy to yeah, a couch. We were right <laughs> at that time when they're beginning to talk about this and what insurance would end up costing and it was just I think it changed a little bit right after I left. See, I was risk manager and that was the least fun
0: position. Oh yeah, I can only imagine. <clears throat> and every it, it was kind of like a an unwritten thing that risk management was going to be your biggest liability the semester after you got out of the position. And I don't know that I was that big of a liability, but there are some people that they get out of that position. They're like,
1: I'm fucking okay, partying. I'm letting loose. Cause I've, I've been tied up all semester. Exactly.
0: You had to set up the dry rides, make sure everyone gets the, you know, the, the rides home and all that, which was good. I'm glad we did all that, but. God, that position sucked.
1: We tried to do that once and it failed miserably. A dry uh, ride right system? Yeah, we had. Well, we had. Uh, we were taking everyone's keys. We had mm-hmm. a party. Our house was at the corner of El Paso and University. It's yeah. now the, the jeweler's store. Yeah, yeah. And we're going, okay, we got to take everyone's keys to make sure no one's driving drunk out of here. Right. And also in the Las Cruces Police Department shows up about 1 a.m. and we're like, uh, we got everyone's home. keys and they go, get everyone out of here now. <laughs> and before you know it, we're just like throwing keys to yeah. everyone. because we're the police are yelling us, get everyone out of here. We're like, we're trying to be responsible.
0: They're like, we don't care about this. They're get just out. like, get <laughs> them out. Get
1: everyone out of here. See, like,
0: it it doesn't make sense how you guys could have done it. Um not like it, it's so weird because like I, I was watching Seinfeld, like, rather I say recently. It could have been a year ago, I don't know. But like so many situations in Seinfeld could have been like uh, avoided just by having a cell phone. Right. Like, like George losing Jerry on the road, like to go to the cabin. They're like, we don't know where he's at. We, like, we can't follow him anymore. Yeah. And it's like, if you had a cell phone, you could, you could, you know, bypass all that. So you guys didn't have that. But like, dry ride, I don't know how you would do it because we, we would give that person's number or, you know, two or three people, depending on the night. If it's Friday or Saturday, we'd have three people. But, they would have their number. They'd call them, hey, I'm at this party. Will you come pick me up? And then they'd go and pick them up at this or whatever. I don't know how you guys would have done that I, I back in the day.
1: We had a pay phone in the house that people would call that number there. Okay and uh but then if you didn't have a quarter you couldn't call them back if you did but then the phone would just be hanging down and someone would be looking for someone but yeah i don't know i still look back at that and go how do we find each other how do we know what party to go to how do we we had certain things we went to at certain times like happy art or ryan's and stuff that just was that you'd go there and you'd figure out your plans for the rest of the night
0: we the thing that kills me is we are so bad, my generation, and I'm pointing at myself, and I feel like I'm pretty good with direction, but you can send your exact location, and right. we there's still confusion, calling people, Where? I'm outside, oh, oh, no, you went to that location, not this location, like,
1: how are we still so bad at this? I don't know how you guys got to parties. We, well, a lot of times, it t- took people a while. They might miss turn or anything, but you sure. just... You'd draw it out or you just you'd have the address, and I mean, Las Cruces at that time was a little bit smaller, so everything yeah. was really either you're down at the river. Uh-huh. you're at Orion's. You might be at uh, Popcorns, okay. um, or you were at a party within about a four block radius of the campus.: What was Orion's? Orion's was an Irish bar inn that was in the Messiah Valley Mall. Okay. So, yeah, and it was in the mall and they would have uh late night happy hours that were every Thursday from 11 to 1 that, that you get At night? Yeah, oh, at wow. night. And it was um, 2 for 1 pitchers which so you'd oh, spend wow. uh 250 a pitcher for yeah. a pitcher of beer and they we'd have Friday happy hours there from like I want to say 3 to 6. Okay. 4 to 6, 4 to 7 somewhere in there.
0: Very much so has the the feeling of Dublin's because Dublin's was right across the street from campus. Oh, okay. I mean, right across the street. So where... <coughs> sorry about that. Um, where... Because you guys were in those white brick houses right across from the baseball field, right? Or, like, right next to the That's parking lot? My,
1: my brother's uh, class, was, class right there. was right there. Okay. They so. took over... I mean, they went in there, I want to say 89 or 90. Uh, they okay. went in right there across... That was the old Fytall house when I was there.
0: Yeah. So we were like just right across the street from those in those Greek house buildings. I don't know if you saw that right, like right next to the football practice field. So literally if you walked from that house, like where the baseball parking lot was like right next to intramural fields and all that stuff. If you just walked straight down that street past the, the Zeta house and the Kyle Omega house right there, it it actually was literally right across the street from the Kyle Omega house. Okay. So, I mean it was that, a 5 minute that, yeah, walk.
1: That's yeah, we didn't have anything oh, that close man. to campus. We
0: we would go there and then it, it was actually one of the more fun times just to walk from Dublin when we're all shit faced yeah. and walk back to well, the house. Yeah. We
1: I, we I wish we had a bar places real close to campus. Yeah. You just really didn't have I mean you had to drive a little bit.
0: Yeah. Which is weird. I I mean, I kind of get it for like the university's sake. They don't want to like destroy all these businesses up and down you know, university and some of these businesses probably don't want that either. They probably don't want to have a a bar and, you know, only attract students. But I I mean, if they had a couple up and down, like I think that would have been so much fun. We always wanted to do that. It was like a bar crawl, up university and then go to the basketball game from there up at the Pan Am Center. But we just never had that opportunity. Right.
1: And I saw it with uh, Ridgley. She she went to Auburn. My daughter. She, oh. They had that like right there. They had so many bars that they could that's walk so cool. within. And then Michael lives like within two blocks of Eskimo Joe's and different there places in, in Oklahoma State. So it, yeah, they, it's like all those are like right on the. They aren't yeah. on the campus, but it feels like it's on the campus. Right.
0: It's just right there. Yeah. I mean, we and just that's didn't the fun. Have that. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. like. And then it's typical New Mexico, just, you know, furthering the DWI problem. <laughs> yeah. Put stuff closer, man. Let us walk. Right. <laughs> Does Michael like Stillwater?
1: Yeah, he loves it. He I loves mean, Stillwater. He, how? He how what's the
0: population it. at Stillwater?
1: I think it's 20,000 students. Oh, and then wow. the town, the town is, it's actually a little bit smaller than when Cruces was when I went to school down okay. there. So I'd say the town's probably another 20 or 30,000. Okay. So that's, I mean, it's still pretty pretty yeah. good size. Yeah. Definitely a
0: college town. It's a, but yeah,
1: it is a college town. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, it just seems like they get rowdy, too, for every occasion that they have games yeah. or whatever. They're, so yeah. that's such a fun time. If you were to have gone anywhere else, especially knowing what you know now, because you, you saw all the schools that originally Michael were talking about my cousins, yeah. you know. Uh, saw all the schools in SEC and Big Ten, like what what school would you have gone to? I think
1: to? at that time, and I got to put myself, okay, what was that school like at that time period too? Mm-hmm. And I think a really cool place would have been to go to uh, University of Georgia in Athens. Okay. And that's like REM came out of there that time period, and Athens is a really cool little town. Yeah. It's, it, it's grown a lot, but in the campuses, Georgia's grown a lot. But I think yeah. at that time period would have been – just a sweet spot. Just been rowdy. Just yeah, and you're just again isolated college town. Yeah, I think I think kids need to do that more
0: because like I don't know if going to ASU would have been that fun. I just right. feel like you, you get involved with the town, right. and it's the town was going to survive without you, with yeah. or without you, would have yeah. been totally fine. Um, I also like it's. I think it's tough to be a fan of major sports in a town that the weather's so nice, like we've talked about.
1: Yeah, you even yeah. here like when foot when the NFL starts, you know. And it used to be in the old days when I lived here before. The, yeah, uh, the Cardinals would be playing. Yeah, they're playing in Tempe, outdoors. It's a hundred and four outside, and you're yeah. like, do I really want to sit in the stands and bake? Yeah, or do I just or just want to be outside doing different things or in the pool or something? Right. So it, it's it's yeah, it is hard. You don't follow sports like when we lived in Chicago. You followed sports. Yeah
0: and it, it feels like that like
1: the chicago's
0: the pittsburgh's the you know uh the D- detroit even yeah. though you know they haven't been good for a while but poor or, lions or, yeah or in, in boston like you you have bad weather yeah. most of the time and if you are going to go outside you're going to root on you know the the steelers the patriots the yeah. you know the bears like it's like a grit factor at that point but
1: mm-hmm. here like you said it's it's yeah. so nice. So why would you go to the game? You'll spend a whole Sunday afternoon in a bar watching the NFL. We're here yeah. until it's just nice outside, and you're like, okay,
0: yeah, let's go. Let's go ride a bike. Let's yeah. go play some golf. Let's you know chill out at the pool. Let's you know. It, it just doesn't seem like that. You have that camaraderie, like you know, right. or or that that it factor for sports. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know. It's kind of interesting because maybe that was part of like the cruises factor, but I feel I feel like the town got behind NMSU. Way more than they probably should have. I mean, they, we haven't been that good, for, especially for football, for a while. Right. I don't know. Such an interesting concept.
1: Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, Cruces has gone through its phases of whether the town's supporting the university or not mm-hmm. through the years. And I think basketball's always been pretty supported. It went through yeah. some years where they kind of, I think they lost a lot of support and they gained it back. Yeah. But uh, football's been a mixed bag down there for a long time.
0: Yeah. Do you think that is partly the coaches that were there, like the lack, like lack of talent or boom of talent? Like what, why do you think they went through some of those phases? I think
1: it's really, it's lack of funding. It's, I think it's just, when you begin to look at the, these other schools and the campus, it's, it's not really the players or the coaches. It's okay. What are we putting into the, the programs? Yeah, what, what facilities do we have to help recruit kids into here and get the best players and sure. help help them? I think it, it really in the end it kind of comes down to that. It kind of like the play on the field kind of
0: reflects that a little bit yeah. too. Yeah, huh?
1: yeah, you're, and it's you know it's I love Las Cruces and everything. It's just isolated, so it's not the easiest spot to recruit you know players from whether it's Texas or California or yeah. you look at all the other recruiting hotbeds around.
0: Yeah. And it's – yeah, I mean, because it's not that far from, like, a Tucson or a Phoenix. But if you have, like, this local talent, they want to go to U of A, ASU, yeah, you've got And you've got USC rec-
1: recruiting right, yeah. out of here, which, I mean, it's – you can get to USC as quick to here as you can get to Las Cruces. Right. Uh, so you've got all them recruiting out of here, UCLA, um, yeah. Oregon. I mean – there's and there's kids who you know actually in, in top tier, their SEC schools are recruiting out of Phoenix. Really? Yeah.
0: That's such a, like that's so interesting. I don't know how I would deal with the humidity if I like grew up here.
1: Yeah, it it. I was just in Philadelphia a couple weeks ago, and it's like whoa, it is hot and yeah. humid again.
0: Do you ever do you just have like that like that
1: draw down your back, like yeah. the
0: sweat and everything? Oh man. You do a lot of travel for work um, and I'd like for you to explain kind of like what you do because a lot of like my, the reason I think I say the man, the myth, the le- legend is because everyone, when I turned 21, you bought me a couple cases of dogfish head nah. and everyone's like, what the fuck does your uncle do? And I'm like, you know what? I really don't know myself. <laughs> I kind of know more now, but
1: explain like what you do. Uh, you know, because you, you work for Boston Beers now, right? Yeah. I mean, simplistic way I do is sell beer. I okay. mean, if you make it really simple, and uh, we carry uh, Boston Beer. The company started with Sam Adams. Uh, we have Sam Adams, Truly, Twisted Tea, Angry Orchard, and Dogfish Head. Yeah. And so my role, I lead our category management and shopper insights team. If you had to put really what do we do, we really – the core thing we do – is recommend to retailers how they should place their beer on the, sh- on the shelf. Sure. You know, w- what beers do you block together? What beers do you carry? What beers do you not, depending on how much space you have? Um, there's a little bit of, there's a science to all that, to making sure things have the proper amount of space. They're there, so if someone's going in there at 11 o'clock at night, to buy beer on a Friday night, it's on the cold shelf. It's available yeah. in the cooler because if it's not, as you know from buying at that time, if it's not cold, you aren't going to buy nope. it warm and say, "Oh, we got to ice it down." You're going to buy nope. something cold. You
0: want it. You want it
1: available right now. Yeah, that uh, it, there's
0: things like you get into the the business or like the bev business and. You start to realize stuff that makes a lot of sense and why you didn't think of it before but um the first one of the first things i ever heard was if it's cold it's sold. yeah age old you know saying expression but it's true if, it, if it's not cold people really aren't going to buy it yeah. even if it is a beautiful looking display people aren't going to buy that they don't really care right
1: yeah no, they, they want it cold they want to grab it uh, like i say is you know once it's in their fridge at home it's gonna be it's gonna be gone. Yeah, it's not gonna sit in that fridge for a long time. Exactly. That so explain how you got
0: into the Bev business and kind of give me a detail yeah. of like where you've gone because you had an extreme little
1: run yeah. in this thing. Well, it's, yeah, it's been fun. Uh, I think if you really go back, I'll go back to 1986. I am and uh, uh, New Mexico State Homecoming Parade and uh, Coors had. It was a time at Bud had the Spuds McKenzie. Okay. And, and Coors' as I thought was, hey, we need a beer wolf to combat Spuds McKenzie. Okay. And so a friend of mine actually leads the marketing department at New Mexico State. Pat Gavin was actually the Coors rep on campus. His, okay. his dad ran the wholesaler there. And a friend of mine hit me and Tim Borland. He's like, okay, I need you guys. Can you guys be the beer wolf in the homecoming parade? okay and so tim and i got paid 25 bucks and uh a case of beer and to to walk the whole parade in the beer wolf costumes <laughs> and kids are throwing little fireworks at us and uh, you're sweating like a pig and in yeah. those things they aren't the most well ventilated so sure. i started did that and did that like at some events and stuff and then when i was graduating i was kind of like you know what that would you know beer business would be fun yeah. and uh I was actually interviewed interviewed with a Xerox of all places. And the, the guy was like, you know, you would go to offices and sell copiers to people. Yeah. And he's like, he asked me, he goes, well, what do you want to do? And I go, you know, I don't know. I just want to deal with the same people on a regular basis. Sure. And uh, he said, ah, you won't find that. And then I end up in the beer business, and what do i deal do? I deal with the same people, the same people. on a r- regular basis, day after day, so start in Albuquerque on a beer truck uh okay. nineteen eighty eight was in a little better shape then uh we would drive or sell we would load you know you'd put what you want on the tr- what you think you need on your truck the night before and you go out and sell it, yeah and luckily at that time i just had a bunch of great places i dealt with uh dealt with a lot of the chains whether it was albertson's uh jewelosco walgreens uh, had this little bar that i had on my route was billy's long bar that's you know 33 years later still just standing still tall yeah and, and working with billy there just trying to help him grow his business and help me sell more beer and uh did all that and then eventually picked up another route there in the south valley of albuquerque which you know it was there was some rough areas we would service yep. <laughs> and uh you know i was just working out there selling beer enjoying that and uh, eventually moved up to santa fe and um dealt with some of the best bars and restaurants i had all the on-premise of all northern new mexico yeah got to take playboy playmates skiing in taos yeah that was yeah i didn't know that sorry yeah that was uh 1990 or so there's uh yeah they they had budweiser that was selling at the time had a hey play playboy playmates tour yeah. Of ski areas out there and they're like oh you know how to ski can you take them skiing sure yeah <laughs> okay this is this is not this i'm gonna not, take them in the most covered is, up they've this ever is been not, though <laughs> yeah it's not that difficult yeah so, uh did all that uh then just you know moved around the state of new mexico worked there for 11 years and uh different lived in las cruces lived in roswell then back in albuquerque and out of the blue, I get a call of someone going, uh, Hey, my name's Nip. I'm with this company, Barn Beers. We need someone in Boise, Idaho. You interest?" I'm like, Who, what, where, what is yeah. this? Bart- Barton, Beers. Barton Beers? Yeah. And they were turned out they're the importer of Corona, Modelo, Pacifico. Oh, okay. okay. And I uh, mm-hmm. need someone in Boise, Idaho, and end up moving up there and, and did that and moved through, then came down the And I covered Idaho, Wyoming, Montana, and Utah. Okay. And that was God's country, I, and yeah. I, no one, no one ever came out and saw me. So I yeah. just, I messed all sorts of stuff up, but yeah. it was just fun, and uh, it was good. And then moved down here to Phoenix, mm-hmm. was here, then, you know, ran divisions with, uh, barn beers, and in, and, and, um, uh, Denver, ran the Rocky Mountain division. Went out east in Virginia and, and ran that division and was in Chicago working in the corporate office, which was really good. I'd yeah. say four years was awesome. Yeah. The last two years going in a high-rise building and commuting all the day to the middle of the city. Yeah. and felt like you're back to dealing with lawyers and accountants. It's no no yeah. offense to my lawyers or accountant yeah. friends, <laughs> but uh, it just wasn't the beer business anymore. Right. And that's why I went to Dogfish Head and moved out to Coastal Delaware and yeah. got into the craft brewery world and just back and still dealing with a lot of the same people I'd worked with 20 years ago or interacted right. with. And so did that. And then we merged with Boston beer and I'm in this role now and uh, moved back to Phoenix. Cause with this role, I, it's good. that I, I need to be by a major airport Yeah, and um, kind of just, and you're
0: what, like 20 minutes from the airport. Yeah. Here? Yeah, yeah. Not bad at all. Yeah. I, I think that's crucial of what you just said was you're still dealing with the same people. And I know in every industry, people might not have that where they deal with the same people over and over. Um, but I, I as I've seen, I've only been in this business for three years now, but you deal with, you know, the same people, like yeah. people that I was merching with, you know, or, you know, premier cause I worked for Admiral premier has this uh, merchandise or whatever. And then all of a sudden he and I are both in polos and slacks, yeah. you know, going and doing this stuff. And It's like, Oh, what's up, man. And, and I can only imagine what's going to happen if I stay in this business for another 10, 20 years you start to see those people over and over. Yeah. And,
1: yeah. and there's different people you cross paths with or you also you know someone and then they introduce you to someone else. Yeah. And you just get to know people that way. Yeah. And uh, that's why, I mean, I mean, this is this is pretty much a ninety nine percent asshole free business. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you if you are, you aren't going to survive. You get
0: weeded out pretty you, quick. Yeah. yeah. And that but that's the thing, though, is like, you know. I see a lot of kids my age and I, I say kids obviously I'm, I'm 25, but I see people my age that go in and try to strong arm accounts or they try to, you know, really like, Oh, I'm going to tell that merchandiser what to do or they, they, they act that way. It's like, this is, this is a marathon though. Like, right. you know, you can really burn a bridge that you aren't going to see or uh, an effect of, but you might see it 10 years down the road and that affects a business decision. Like, You could really fuck something up that way. You got to look at the long game. Yeah. I mean, it's customer service is massive in this business. And if you don't have that personality for it, you're just not going to last. Yeah. I feel that way at least. Yeah.
1: You got to care. You got to care about what you did, you you got to care about the people you interact with. Yeah. And if you're doing something that's only good for you and it's not good for them, you're not going to, that's not going to help you long term. Yeah. They'll eventually figure out what your, what your motives are.
0: Right. When you went from the corporate offices and because that was corona at the time yeah. right it was is it crown import it, it was crown
1: the and constellation okay yeah
0: so when you're in those corporate offices but you move over to dogfish head i thought i saw you re
1: or like re-fall in love with the beer business would yeah. you say that's accurate yeah because yeah, it was like you're back to I mean, when you're watching beer being brewed and you're yeah. interacting with the brewers and you see all the work that goes on behind the scenes, right. um, you're also thinking every day on how do we create something new? Yeah. How do we create something people are looking for? Yeah. And then and you're in the bars and you're interacting with people in the bars and that they, uh, you, you find what they're really enjoying, what their passion right. points are. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's back to
0: its roots. Right. You just, yeah, you get back to that part of like part of this, this is what I loved. This is why I joined it in the first place. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's the fun in all of that. Do you, do you have any part of you that's like, yeah, this was fun, but I wish I would have done this instead. Is there anything that, you know, kind of intrigues you that way?
1: No, you know what? No, not really. Yeah. This is all I know. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know it. I don't know at this point. Yeah. No. What, what are some of the coolest
0: experiences you've had? Cause I, I mean, the play playmates is like, that's one thing that you've done, but that's, that's, I mean, this, like, a glimpse of what you've done. Cause I feel like you've had some cool incentive trips or like what, what are some fun, fun ones that you've had that are memorable. Or
1: fun. Okay. Let's go on the fun. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'll go back. The first thing was like an eye opener as a kid and uh, it was just in this business brand new, maybe been into a year and got to go to the Talladega 500. This was oh, okay. old school NASCAR. Yeah. Um, down in Talladega, Birmingham, Alabama. Talladega. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, this is a world I never knew exactly existed. Right. So you start going, wow, I get to go to, you know, get to see different things yeah. out there. So, you know, there were some in- incentive trips. There was one actually out of here. When, I don't know if this was fun, but it's one of the most memorable. You know how you're seeing people duct tape to pl- uh, pl- uh, plane seats now and yeah. all sorts of stuff? Yeah. <laughs> we were coming back. Uh, we took it was a wholesaler. We came, about 40 of us came out here and took some customers and we took a consumer who won a flight. Okay. And the old school days of Southwest, they had this party section that the seats face each other. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm getting on the plane where there was this guy, Bob who'd won the trip and Bob was pretty blasted. Okay. <laughs> so we're all getting on the seats and I'm sending the seats that face each other. And there's four of us and there's two seats left made some poor young girl whose parents dropped her off she's about 15 i'm like slid over i go you can sit here oh, and she man. sat in the seat next to us and then this bob comes on the plane this is pre 9 11 oh man gets on the plane and sits dead across from me and bob's blasted oh and before i know it, he opens up his backpack and pulls out a six of bud can's <laughs> obviously see the security was a little different in those areas and he starts drinking he starts drinking we take off he's cussing he's kicking the guy next to me Mm -hmm. in the seats but he's just obnoxious then we're coming into um albuquerque and the flight attendant's like sir i need your beer sir i need your beer yeah she asked him like three times i finally lost it reached across grabbed his beer and threw it in the in our bag in the trash can yeah Bob went nuts. Bob lost he comes shit. flying out of his <laughs> seat. He's on top of me. Uh-huh. And uh, he's like, give me back my beer. Give me back my beer. <laughs> and then we finally ram him back into his seat. Yeah. One of the other flight attendants come up. And the flight attendant goes, sir, they'll be waiting for you when we land in Albuquerque. I think that that moment, the light bulb went, went off. in Bob, we didn't have to duct tape him to yeah. his seat or anything. <laughs> I had a bun down shirt. And then that night, I saw Kelly. I was, um, and she's like what happened to you? I go, I got in a fight on the, on the plane. (laughs) She's like, don't wake me up. Good night. And so that was one of the most memorable trips. But then after that, you know, just did some greats. Got to go to China with Qingdao. And that was in 2004. Yeah. When there's still a lot of bicycles there. Got to see the terracotta warriors, which is in Xi'an, which I don't know if you know that story. An Uh emperor, an emperor wanted to bury, this is like 2000 BC, wanted to bury his army with him to protect him in the afterlife oh my god the um, army and all the people of xi'an kind of figured out that wasn't good to bury their alive sure. army yeah. so they built all the <laughs> they made these clay statues of terracotta warriors yeah that you see like if you're at pf chains and yeah. you see those these things are buried okay. in ground there and they just found it like 30 years ago and we got to see really? that i didn't know any of that existed I didn't know it that existed was incredible being in china was incredible it was in um uh, Actually, Oktoberfest in Munich in 2006, and we're in Munich. Then we get back to the hotel bar, and this young lady, Paris Hilton, comes in. She's promoting this energy drink. Yeah. And this friend of mine keeps going, well, who's the dark-haired girl? Who's the dark-haired girl with her? And we didn't yeah. know who she was. Turns out that was Kim Kardashian. Before Are you Before anyone knew who Kim Kardashian was. Really? Yeah. And okay. So we were, got to go to Munich, got to spend a lot of time through years in Guadalajara, Mexico, and going to tequila fields. Yeah. That's just inc- incredible. Yeah. Um, and just different places with work and just work in different cities and different bars. Actually, what I've enjoyed more than anything is just getting to know a bunch of different cities across the u.s and really getting to see it behind the scenes not like a tourist but just with our local team that works the market and they're like hey we're going to these bars we're going to talk to these people yeah and you really get a good feel for what a city is
0: i feel like someone in your position could run something on like the travel channel like a a show like like describing all the cool shit like you're saying that goes behind the scenes yeah also a lot of the hard work that's like been done like none of that happens without a lot of communication right. a lot of you know actual field work of trying to figure
1: out how it's going to work and, and how things are going to be done but that's a lot of a lot of fun at that yeah, point yeah it's a lot of fun you get to see a lot of different bars across the u.s that just all operate differently yeah. you can see trends developing before they're developing in one market and you see things that some market works in their city yeah but doesn't work anywhere else but it's really it's really fun so munich that excites me. I I I'd
0: say one of my dream trips would be go out to Europe, go to Scotland and Ireland, play golf, one or the or or the other or both, uh, play there, go see Jameson, go see Guinness, try to lump that in with Oktoberfest. Oh, that
1: would, be, that would hurt your liver. I, uh, yeah. I, I've been able to do both of those, but not combined. I yeah, did, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I did go to Ireland with Guinness in like 1999 when okay. they would have this win-your-own-pub contest. Okay. That a person would go. They'd have 10 people across the U.S. They'd write essays, and then they would go there to go win a pub. Okay. And we'd go to this little town that they'd give away the pub in, and mm-hmm. uh, they'd have all these contests. And this will explain Ireland a little bit. It was this little town, Lestole Okay. There's was 44,000 people live there. Okay. And there were 40 pubs in the town. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I yeah. like, ha, okay.
0: Cause I'm terrible at geography. I'm, I'm the idiot American. Where is Munich in comparison? Like to that, like Ireland or like Scotland.
1: It's more Southeast of there. Okay. So yeah, and then so then when I went to Munich, then we went into Austria. Okay. Um, to where they had the seventy six the Winter Olympics, we went down that bobsled run in okay. Austria. But uh, Germany and Austria pretty much border each other. Okay. But Ireland's more n- northwest of there.
0: But all of that is like relatively close, right? Like, yeah. It's, it's me... amazing
1: how close yeah. it is, and that's what's that's what was cool about Oktoberfest. You're there. You're drinking in this giant tent, and yeah. you're just singing. And there's languages, all the different languages. Yeah, and they're singing the Oompa Loompa songs. But when <laughs> I was there, 2006, you know that song by Four Non Blondes? Hang yeah. Out. Okay.
0: yeah, yeah, hey, what's going? Or yeah, uh, what's, what's up? Going on? Yes, yes. I and love that all song. of a
1: sudden. This band, they start playing that, and this lady seeing it, and before you know, all these people in all these different languages are seeing yeah. that song at the <laughs> top of their lawns well, in the same language. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I could, oh, and you could could just just go, feel wow, it. this is, and you start realizing how compact everything is. But each culture is different, right? But then there's this commonality of people just enjoying having time with each other. Ah, uh,
0: I could just, I could just see it right now, like the, the, com- like, like we keep talking about the camaraderie or the just the, just being together is yeah. awesome. They, they're drinking mat like they're not drinking real pints there though, right? They're, they're I mean, leaders.
1: Leaders. They're, they're coming up and you're just getting a leader and you're a just you're holding it. Yep. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. And you're just holding that and eating chicken.
0: Yeah. And seeing. I heard that the beer over there is just a completely different process because they're, they're pouring it out of a barrel, right? Not a keg.
1: Yeah. For that event, they're mostly, barrel. they might be doing kegs now. They might be easier, gotcha. but I think it may be just barrels. Cause I, I heard that and each brewery has its own tent.
0: Sure. It, but, like, I, I guess, like, um, I heard that it's not flat, but it's not as carbonated. Like, there's not as much shit in it. And that the, the beer is just as as rich as it's going to be, just being coming yeah. out of the barrel. Right. Yeah. That's it, so incredible. It, it was really good. I mean, uh, it
1: just, you just sat there and drank beer all day.
0: Yeah. I mean, in what, you were there for five, six hours? No, we were,
1: well, I'm trying to remember. We probably, six to eight. Yeah, somewhere in there. Six to eight hours? Yeah. <laughs> Were you able to walk after <laughs> Yeah,
0: some guidance. <laughs> that's so much fun. I, uh, I'm i always curious is like these events. So like one thing that's kind of coming up and, and I, I'm i hoping to win like the incentive, but there's a rampage for Red Bull in uh, Utah. It's a oh. downhill mountain biking. Oh, yeah. I want to go so bad because I just and like I haven't had like an incentive trip yet, but yeah. I'm like, that'd be so much fun just to see. Like how those guys do that and like they're doing the backflips and all. I mean, it just seems so much fun. Yeah,
1: And you get to see places and you get to meet different people and all yeah. that tie that together and see something that you would probably never have gone to see out of the blue. you would never yeah. taken your own I, money. I, exactly. Say, hey, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have
0: spent my own money to go yeah. there. Yeah. That's so incredible. What, um, what are some of the funniest promotions that you've seen? Like a bar was doing
1: two for one of this or, or you know you saw I, I told a friend of mine i tell him this all the time and it's when i i call it the worst promo ever okay <laughs> and uh are you familiar with the brand man, brand uh, band Maná? Uh,
0: i don't know mexico
1: Uh-oh. okay there's mana and they're they're a mexican band a mexican rock band okay been really good and are you familiar with reba mcintyre yeah, yeah yeah well we're having with corona we're having a Maná promotion at the Hard Rock in Phoenix, downtown Phoenix, uh, for a concert that's taking place the next day. At the same time... a radio station's having a Reba McIntyre concert ticket giveaways pre- presentation. And you've got this two blends of culture music yep. that are just like, I'm like, this is the worst promo ever. <laughs> Who organized this? And this friend of mine to this day, I still tell him, this is the worst promotion ever. The worst promotion ever. Yeah. Oh, so my what, gosh. What's been, gosh. Has, been, has there been
0: any really, like, what, what are some of the flagship, like, this is why this promo works, like, really, really good ideas that you've seen be- Ex- like yeah, success. promos,
1: you know, I hate to say this, and I'll sound like an old curmudgeon, but there's not really any great promos okay. in bars <laughs> It's part of the work you're getting your brand in front of there, yeah, um, I mean, I've seen things with concerts and bigger pieces, but a bar promotion in the end, it's a bar promotion sure. it's yeah. uh it's um it's fun, yeah, it's good, but i it's I don't know if I've ever seen a great. Bar promotion. Now, okay. someone might hear this and remind me of something that comes back in memory, but yeah, I can't think of any singular
0: yeah anything that just like pops out. Yeah, I'm I'm always interested to see that that kind of stuff, like or or the marketing behind stuff. What's what's some I, good marketing? I mean, of... Here's
1: the one of the worst ones I okay. had. It's <laughs> another one, I think. Think of the old, in the old days in Las Cruces when I was working at, actually for the Bud wholesaler. Yeah. there was a bar called the Great American. It was a pizza okay. place at Solano and Loman. I feel like I've heard of that. And we would sponsor, they would have bladder busters. Uh Uh-huh. Which it would start off, and everyone's beers were a quarter to start, but no one could go to the bathroom. Oh. And every hour, uh, prices would go up a quarter, Uh but they would keep the the cheap beer going on until someone went to the bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Probably doesn't help you build your brand doing that. No, not at all. But yeah, those are the ones that (laughs) stick in memory. There's
0: a... Uh, what's the there's a bar that's like local to here or, or it might be elsewhere too but i I had it in tempe but it was uh or close to tempe was uh, the college dropout or the culinary, culinary dropout, dropout. Yep. where they have the um brown bag specials though yeah. i I think that's a great concept like the the cheap beers but they're all two bucks but you don't know what you're getting i'm like that's a pretty cool little idea like it's like the bush lights the right. rolling rock the pbrs i'm yeah. like yeah
1: that's a, that's a fun one. I would one. say those are the ones that the bar does and they put on themselves and just create an atmosphere. Uh-huh. Those are the fun ones. Yeah. It's When people like us come in, hey, can we do a promotion in here? We yeah. never, we're, never get it exactly right. It's the ones that just a bar has created some right. unique experience that goes on there on a regular basis.
0: What's something you've seen traveling
1: that a bar put on and you're like, okay, this is cool? Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh. One that's memorable here, and it sticks out years ago, and is a bar here called Gilligan's, and okay. uh, there's this little guy named Chewy. And chewie would uh m c the karaoke, okay, and chewie's probably about and chewie has within the bar chewie's about three foot six, and <laughs> chewie has his little mini bar that he uh-huh. serves from, and he's doing and when people are doing karaoke, he's yelling at them and degrading their performance afterwards, <laughs> and you just remember being in uh, gilligans with chewie
0: that's cool, just like just a a little man just yelling just at yell, you like. yelling at
1: everyone <laughs> and then serving people behind his mini bar.
0: Oh my gosh, that's so much fun! What well, any other like memorable uh, things that you can think of that you you know I did
1: this and and you know just just fun with the brand. Fun, I mean, gosh, there's so many, so many things. It's like it, be, it gets, I you know I hate to say it, it's the memories with friends, and it sounds stupid. And I'll go back yeah. to something here years ago. Mm-hmm. We were, um, this was when Corona still sponsored Jimmy Buffett. Okay. And we're with our wholesaler out there and we go there and we're there for the first three songs and all of a sudden someone goes, You wanna to go to a bar? Yeah, let's yeah, let's yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> and we had a, a a bus out there and about fifteen of us, sixteen of us who were working, and get back and go on the bus and it was like, you know what? I toasted this at that time and I'd say it's still true. There's eighteen thousand people out there in the amphitheater tonight. This is their most memorable night of the year. Yeah, and we're like, let's go to another bar. Yeah. <laughs> let's go have some fun where we can talk to each other, and that's the most memorable when you're just with a, yeah. a group of friends and just hanging out together and and chatting with each other and and having fun.
0: Yeah, I feel and I feel like the beer business just gives you that opportunity. Yeah, you just you get that opportunity to just seize the day with the with yeah. some buddies.
1: Yeah. That's so cool. And so it's not like a singular memory. There's just a a blur of a ton of great memories. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, it, and like in a bunch of different cities, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Has there any been? Has there been a place that you've enjoyed more
1: so than others? Um, I'll take Phoenix. I here. I mean, bar scene. Mm-hmm. Going to bars. Sports-wise, Chicago's just awesome. Yeah. Food's awesome. Uh, I've always said this about Chicago is, if it's been if a place has been open a year and it's busy, go in because yeah. people go where to eat there. Yeah, there's so many choices. If yeah. they're busy and they've been open a year. They're good. Yeah, uh, Chicago is just a, a great, great all over t- all town. But it's the weather's horrible. Yeah,
0: the weather sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I I remember going to visit you guys out there, and I've been I've been really fortunate of the places I've, I've seen to visit and stuff like that. But like I've been to L.A., I've been to New York, I've been to Chicago. And Chicago is my favorite, cause yeah. just because of that, there there's so many cool places. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't been able to drink at any of the places in Chicago, but it's been a blast. Like I, I can only imagine going there and, and bar
1: hopping and yeah, there's and just, just such cool great energy. You can go from bar to bar to bar, yeah, and to the spots, and you just kind of roll in, and you, there's just no one. There's no pretentious. There's yeah. no pretentious at all. So yeah, that um, it, yeah, and it just seems like
0: people are you know back to the pretentious point. Just people are trying to have fun they're they're not trying to you know go in and flex on anybody right. or anything like that is there um oh i lost that question there's something i was going to mention about uh sport oh that that's what i was gonna say it's probably you know the sports atmosphere there oh that's that just the
1: sports atmosphere yeah i yeah. mean you've got everything from the blackhawks when i lived there the bulls weren't really good but the people have been there before, yeah. and they had good runs with the Bulls, the Bears. Yeah. Other than bad ownership, the Bears are just um, real. Everyone loves the town. Then, yeah. sp- baseball-wise, you got you got your White Sox fans, and you have your Cubs fans. That's what I was gonna ask about. What do you think about the beer snakes in, in the in the outfield? Or is, is that it, the just the giant the the old, old school beer bonds, or or no no, no? no, no. Okay.
0: the the um? So what happens is. People are drinking beer in the outfield, right? The yeah. the outfield stands. So they start drinking beer. Well, then, all right, you grab that cup. You grab this cup. All right, you're done with that beer. Grab that cup. They start stacking them and stacking them and stacking them to where it's literally this massive, looks kind of like an oh, anaconda yeah. Yeah, going, going up, up several rows. And people, like, for a little bit there, like, ownership or, like, broadcast, they hated it. They hate it. Like, it seemed like they absolutely right. hated that people were doing it. But it's like first off just from a, uh, an operation standpoint you're cleaning it up right for them like yes, you put them. you put all the trash in one spot that's one less thing that they have to worry about and then it's electric people are like oh people are drinking beer like yeah. and it's just lined up
1: and they're all adding to the train
0: yes and they just keep going so people start seeing it and they're halfway through a beer and they're like oh we got to go and so they finish their beer and like are, are adding to it and adding to it and i'm like I think it's one of the funniest thing, coolest things that are happening in sports right now.
1: Yeah, I've, I saw it just. I flipping through the internet. I mean, I saw something about, it, but I hadn't yeah. really gone deep into it. Yeah, and I, I mean,
0: that's another thing because I'm not a huge baseball fan. I think baseball is like one of the more boring sports. Um, I know, like my dad's wife and my stepbrother, they they love baseball, so they might hit me for that. <laughs> but I just think it's so boring. It's like if people are trying to put beer snakes together for that, like, what do you, you know, like. How, how
1: fun is the game, actually? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't do that during football. No. If you've ever been to a soccer game, yeah. Um, th- I mean, no one drink. No one buys. Gets nope. up and buys a beer during nope. because you could just miss that magical moment. Yep. They drink way beforehand, and then they all yep. get a beer at halftime. Yep. That's a hundred percent accurate. Baseball, you're kind of just you get you're you're doing about five different things during a baseball game. Yeah, and that's the thing that kills me is because
0: people, you know, they're like. Well, baseball's so fun, man. We're gonna go we're gonna go out and sit on the grass seats, we're gonna drink some beer or hang out with buddies. I'm like, all of that I could have done without baseball. Like you you mentioned all the fun that doesn't involve baseball at that point. And people love it. I the the fun uh, in Albuquerque is the new New Mexico United semi pro soccer team. Right. That's the most fun I've ever had. And I, I'm not a big soccer fan, but you can get into it. It's also yeah. not difficult. Not baseball's not difficult, but it's not difficult to follow it. It's like right. he did this. The ball goes in there. That was it. Yeah. Like, and it's super easy to follow. It's two hours long. Like baseball, basketball, football. You don't know how long those games are going to last. Yeah. I mean, soccer, it's two
1: hours. Yeah. You know, exactly. Same with hockey unless it goes in overtime.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's, this is, this is the amount of time it is. Oh, man. Well, Todd, I really appreciate you being on the show. This was, this was a lot of fun. I'm oh. excited just for the whole weekend. Thanks for inviting me out. All right. Well, thanks for doing this, and yeah. thanks for coming out. Yeah, this is great. Guys, another episode of Escaping Tyranny, and we'll I'm talk to you later. I'm going to write a book, Bye. and I don't care if you read it. I'm going to make a movie. I don't care if you watch it. I'm going to wave anyway. I cook advice if you look. And if you don't shake my hand, I'll put it back in my pocket. I'm gonna write a book, and I don't care if you read it. I'm gonna make a movie, I don't care if you watch it. I'm gonna wave anyway, I cook advice nice if you look, and if you don't shake my hand, I'll put it back in my pocket. I'm gonna write a book, and I don't care if you read it. I'm gonna make a movie, I don't care if you watch it. I'm gonna wave anyway, I cook advice nice if you look, and if you don't shake my hand, I'll put it back in my pocket.